0: Thank you for joining us on our LWCC podcast. Right now, you're going to hear a message from our senior pastor and founder of Living Word, Pastor Ruben Reyna. Let's jump into our word. Come on, come on. Hallelujah. 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 Bless, bless your name. Bless your name. Every head bow, Father, we thank you this morning for being in the house of the Lord. A place of safety, a place where we can worship you, a place where we can just uh, express all our feelings towards you. Bless your people now as your word comes forth in Jesus' name. Amen amen. And amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> the Lord bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise him. I just lost my notes here. Okay. This is interesting. Hallelujah. There they are. I gotta psych myself here and play it cool. Well, this morning I'm glad to be here back in the house of the Lord. And uh, it's been a good time. <clears throat> I was racing against time to do a few things that I wanted to do for my mom. I wanted her to build her a house, and I really didn't get to because I was waiting for a loan. And then right when it got to it, I only had two days. So now I have to regather all the Texans so that they can help me re- rebuild her house. And uh, so I missed it, but I had a good time anyway. And I'm just looking forward to seeing her look, see, seeing her better than what she is living in. So that concerns me. Anyway, I'm here because I love Jesus. <laughs> and it's so good to see Heinz and, and, uh, and Christina, 58 years, 59, wow, come on, stand up, people don't know who you are, give, give them a clap offering, wow, wow, beautiful, beautiful people, beautiful people, thank you Heinz, 59 years, uninterrupted list. uninterrupted list. List. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, we don't want to start one now. <laughs> Thank you, Heinz. <laughs> They're precious people. Hey, if you're new, the Lord bless you. Good to have you. I want to come on, give them a clap off me wherever they are. And let them feel good about themselves. Amen. Open your Bibles over to the book of Psalms 37, and I'm going to be trying to be real quick. We're going to have communion, but we're talking about being a healthy church, and and I believe that one of the things that you and I need to practice is to practice being in sync with God. That means taking the steps that God takes, syncing with Him so that we can become like Him. Because a lot of times the enemy fights us real strong and we think just because we make a mistake that we can't really come back. No, you're learning how to be a person that learns how to be a person that delights. Delights himself in the Lord. Because I've seen a lot of Christians grow up and they never delight themselves in the Lord. And that word delight has a a rich meaning. It, It means a feeling displayed. In triumph, in triumph, like you're, you're a guy that's a warrior, but you're a triumph man, a triumph woman, and that you're full of joy because of the, of the delight that's in you. There's a lot of delight because you have Jesus in your heart, and that delights your spirit. I've been down sometimes, and it just lights me up where all of a sudden everything gets shaken off of me, and everything becomes brand new. So we have to learn how to delight ourselves, live in triumph, get rid of that ugly face that only a mother can love, and put a little joy there. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Amen. So we're going to have to delight ourselves in the Lord. And this is the scripture, 37, verse 4. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. So there's something needs to take place inside of us. We need to come back to the joy of the Lord. We can come to church and look like a saladito. Hello. That means one of those little sour, sour little candies, you know, saladito. And, and when you put it in your mouth, it just gives you this feeling that, man, this thing is ugly, but as you go, you start... Start flowing with, uh, with, the, with the little taste that's in there. But you and I need to have some joy because people today are looking for happy people. Because there is no joy in the world. There is no joy with people. But when we come to the Lord, we, we all of a sudden have this joy that this big burden of sin has been cast into the ocean, never to be remembered again. So we have to learn how to delight ourselves in the kingdom of God because there is joy. Before we thought that wine and booze and all that stuff would get us a little joy, and it did, but it wasted. Now you can get up and say, thank you, Jesus, I'm alive and well. And all of a sudden, our joy begins to bubble up inside of us and our attitude begins to change. How many here have ever woke up and you felt like you were negative all the time? And the Lord told you, get down on your knees and get this negative thing out of you. And then you start praying and all of a sudden this joy comes and the correction of your tongue falls in place with the presence of God, where you start saying the right things at the right time. Why? Because you learn how to delight in the Lord. Delighting in the Lord is having the joy of God where it runs through you, hallelujah. I feel joyful just being here. I feel, I feel joyful wherever I am because there is, God goes right with you. He doesn't leave you. He doesn't forsake you. He is right there with you. But what I've seen a lot of times is that we sometimes slack in reading, slack in prayer. We slack and all of a sudden we become very dry, like a dry prune. And we feel like we're in the desert. And then we got to get back to that fresh anointing, that fresh presence of God, that presence of God that makes you lively again, that presence of God that takes that yoke away from you, the presence of God that you're not thinking negative no more, now you're thinking Bible, now you're thinking that God has your back, and now you're thinking that, wow, the desires of God are coming back into my life, and I'm seeing the glory of God all over my life. So sometimes the enemy comes with all kinds of tricks to try to suck the life out of us. And sometimes because we stop having relationship with him, fellowship with him, sometimes we stop uh, ministering to God, we need to get back to real ministry with God where we get down on our knees and begin to pray, where we lift up our hands, not just because they tell us to, but because we are just looking for something more bigger than what we are. And that makes a change in us because the Spirit of the Lord brings the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit, it's a fruit, a fruit of the Spirit of joy. Joy. The spirit of joy, how many mothers do we have here that when you see your son being converted, you had a joy in you? That's part of that joy that God wants to show you. But when you get saved, that joy really comes in you. I remember getting saved. I got crazy. I told Stella, I'm saved. And she looked at me like, you're crazy, brother. You are crazy. I had to demonstrate that I was living what I was saying. And here is where you and I have to learn how to live in the spirit, not in the flesh. In this body lies no good thing, the Bible says, but the spirit of the Lord brings joy to the flesh. You can express yourself without cursing. You can express yourself without being offensive. You can express yourself because you have a brand new joy that your tongue all of a sudden lines up with the Spirit of God and gives you good words to say. How beautiful it is to see a marriage get up and say, the man says, honey, you look good, even when you wake up, hallelujah. (laughs) And she can turn around and tell you, yeah, you look really good too, but you're one now. And you start giving yourselves compliments because you know very well that after you take a shower, you even look better. <laughs> but you compliment each other. So the ministry of the Holy Spirit is the fruit of the Spirit. And we, we have to learn how to deny ourselves. How many times has God spoken to you to deny yourself? How many times have you made a mistake and God says, don't stay there and get bitter? Get better? And God begins to push that button and telling you, get back in line with my spirit, with the fruit of spirit that lives inside of you. Do you know that that takes energy? That takes effort? That takes yielding yourself and giving yourself to God? Not that you're not safe, it's just that now you got to practice what God wants to give you. If God says it, then I have to sink in, because if I don't sink in, I don't get anything. So sometimes people get me upset. How many here have had incidents that people get you upset? How many here have had wives get you upset? Or the man gets you upset, and the woman, you know, doesn't say too much, but she just wants to choke you (laughs) or, or kill you while you're asleep. She won't say it, but it's there. I mean, I'm talking extremes. But at the same time, when you know God, you want to come back and you want to begin to praise him and start delighting yourself in the Lord. Because as you delight yourself in the Lord, you're going to really experience not only salvation, but now you're going to experience the full gospel of what Jesus is all about in your life. Because he saved you. How many of you are saved? See, we've been born again, say it with me. I've been born again. And it sure feels good. But I know that the feeling leaves. But I'm still born again. That's what makes the difference right there. You say, "Well, brother Ruben, does this mean that I can do whatever I want to?" No. 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 What you got to remember is how you used to live in torment and now you're freed. Some of you were grouches, you were bitter, and everything you said was ugly. Don't even go there, just remember a little bit how ugly you were with your words, how ugly you were with your thinking, and now that you came to Jesus, God gave you eternal life, and God gave you a brand new life. So now the Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord, become healthy. I am becoming healthy because I'm going to delight myself in the Lord and therefore I am going to live a healthy life. I'm not going to say that I'm going to live like this all my life, you know, in defeat, in poverty. No, I'm going to live the good life because I'm delighting myself in the Lord. I'm going to live in triumph. If I have a little bit, I'm going to live in triumph. If I have a lot, I'm still going to live in triumph. If I lose everything, I'm still going to live in triumph. Because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So once we understand that we need to sink ourselves into delight, meaning triumph, feelings of triumph. How many of you here have ever felt triumph in your life? Yes or no? One of the greatest triumphs is that if we die, we're going to go see Jesus. That's a great triumph. So why don't we celebrate the triumph by smiling, by giving good words, by sinking in and living in the spirit of joy instead of the spirit of torment? When we could do that, then God can do something beautiful inside of our lives. So that's what salvation does for us. It frees us so that we can practice what God says to do. So we need to live a good, wholesome life because sometimes things get tough as Christians. Tough. But the tough keep on going because to delight yourself. So anything that happens to you, practice delight. Even in death, you practice delight. Even in the loss of something, you practice delight. You make a decision that you're going to delight yourself. You might not feel like delighting yourself, but I make a decision that I'm going to delight myself regardless of what's happening because my future is up ahead. And when my future is up ahead, that's what matters. I shall live and yet not die, says the Lord. So I got to hit the mark. You got to hit the mark. And regardless of how hard it gets, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We got to push into it. We can't just stay there frozen. We got to push into it. So you and I have to live in that place. Listen to the book of Hebrews. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Hebrews 13 verse 5. I'll never forsake you. Listen to me. Things can go bad. You got to remember now. You're going to stay delight. He says that he will never forsake you. Even though you failed, even though you messed up, even though you set the wrong things, God says, I will never leave you. That's comforting. Why? Because all of us have made mistakes. So he will never leave us nor forsake us. So my husband is a devil. He, God, will never leave us. And he, your husband, will be changed. It might take a little time because he's stubborn as a mule, but God loves mules. Uh, (laughs) Delighting yourself in the Lord during the tough times because he will never leave you. He will never leave you. Tell your neighbor, God will never leave you, neighbor. So delight yourself. Put a smile in yourself. Lift up yourself. Learn how to be a woman of God, a man of God, that when trouble comes, you enter into the presence of God so that He can do the changing in your life. How many times I've made mistakes and Stella would go in praises, God's going to get you. I said, oh man, what a bummer. Every time she said, God's going to get you, I said, what a bummer. And she would go in her closet and pray, and sure enough, God got me, and I came very humbly to her. I am sorry for what I did. I felt like a little puppy. But when the Holy Ghost gets on a man, there ain't nothing you can do about it. You can reject it, or you can accept it. But knowing that he will never leave you nor forsake you, what a benefit we have as Christians. We have a benefit that He never leaves us, nor forsakes us. So that doesn't mean that you go sinning around because you know that. No, when you make a mistake, you know that He's not going to leave you, nor forsake you. And there's a lot of you sitting here that you can thank God for that because He protects you and He cares for you. And when everybody throws you away, he still loves you and he still protects you, and you need to be healthy in your thinking that he never leaves you nor forsakes you. That's why I rejoice when I see people come in that I haven't seen in a long time. And they says, "I'm back. I'm going to do it this time." Oh man. It gives me joy to hear those words. In other words, I made up my mind, and I say to myself, he never left you and he never forsake you he was just waiting for you to surrender yes. surrender come on somebody yeah yeah <clears throat> the book of deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 9 i love this verse it says know therefore that the lord your god is a god he is faithful he is a fa- he is the faithful god keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. Wow. Now that's something to memorize. Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, faithful God, which keeps his covenant, mercy with them that love him, and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. When I think about all the mistakes that that all the tribe of Israel running around with Moses, all of the mistakes they made, and yet Moses was the only representative there of the love of God, and he represented the meekness, the kindness of God, not knowing the scriptures, not having the scripture. He was the representative of God on the earth. And people suffered. People went through a lot. But there was Moses showing off the power of God and telling the people God loves them no matter what. You came out of slavery. Now God's teaching you His ways. The same way God is teaching us. He's not mad at us. He loves us. He cares for us. He's there regardless of how you feel. He is right there. I like what my mother tells me all the time, don't be a green Christian. I said, well, what do you mean by that? He says, because you don't know God's ways, so you're green. I said, oh, okay, I got it. So tell your neighbor, don't be a green Christian. Green means that you haven't fully bloomed to what God wants you to be. God has to show you. Can you say amen? So, because Jesus is the conqueror of the enemy, you and I need to learn that he conquered and defeated everything that the devil uh, has thrown at us. He's defeated everything. Every single thing he's defeated. But we have to sink into it and recognize it. Listen to the book of Colossians, chapter 1, verse 13, as they put it up, as they put it up. How many have? uh, Can you put it up, uh, Bishop, there? Colossians 1, verse 13. Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. The other translation says that he has rescued us, rescued us from the dominion of the devil. Whoo! God came along and said, Come here, Johnny. Come here, Lupita. Come here, Susie. I am delivering you from the kingdom of darkness. The reason why you sit here saved is because it wasn't because of me. It's because he reached out to you and brought you out of darkness. So if he rescued you and he, he got you out of that place, don't you think that we ought to be delighting ourselves? Because we could have been crazier than what we are right now. But he picked us up. Listen to Colossians chapter 2, verse 15. And um, there you go. And having spoiled the principalities of the power, he has shown of them openly, triumphantly, over them in it. I like what this translation says. It's when he has disarmed the rulers of authority. He made it public a public display of them, having triumphed over them through him. A public display. He walked into the devil and says, give me all your weapons, devil. I am stripping you down of everything that you got. I am stripping you down. And I am giving my people the power and the glory of God. So... If you're going to walk in this delight, you got to understand, ladies and men, you got to understand that you are a soldier of a living God. You're not just an ordinary person. You can say to the devil, I hope you choke, choke with the blood of Jesus in your mouth. Woo, that's pretty powerful. Can you imagine that, doing that that to him in prayer? Choke by the blood of Jesus. Drink the blood of Jesus. Why? Because the blood of Jesus has power. He has disarmed the devil. He has made us free. So listen to me, devil. Get out of the way because I'm coming through. I am a child of God and nothing can stop me from anything that you throw at me because I live for God and drink the blood of Jesus. See how you feel. Sometimes I get mad and that's what I say. Intoxicate yourself with the blood. Ponte loco con la sangre. So we're free. Say with me. I'm free." free. So what do you have to learn? You have to learn how to delight yourself. When the trial comes, count it all joy. When that evil thing comes, count it all joy. When the devil comes in with the doctor's report, count it all joy. Why? Because God's going to do a miracle. And right now, while we're right here at this point, I want you to lift up your hands and I want you to say a prayer from three friends of mine right now. Rudy Tobar, Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask you for Rudy Tolbar, Father. We pray that you will touch his life while he's taking chemo, I pray that you will speed it, and I pray that you will deliver him completely out of this cancer in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for Art Valenzuela, this pastor that is suffering with cancer right now. We pray that you cross him over and that you bring him over to life so that he can see his grandkids, so that he can see the ministry that you still have for him. Heal him in the name of Jesus. Say it with me. Heal him in the name of Jesus. And then I'm going to ask you to pray for a friend of mine in the world that I've been praying for. His name is kind of crazy. We call him a gurutan. That's an old cartoon. I can't even remember his name right now, but we'll say a gurutan. Say it with me. In the name of Jesus, we pray for a gurutan, that you will touch him, that you will give him long life, and that he will live and not die. In the name of Jesus, we release the presence of God in Jesus' name. Come on, give the Lord a clap offering and thank Him. Glory, 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 glory. So you and I need to understand that the devil is limited at his power. Limited. Now, I've seen so many people go through so many things, and yet they were still delighting. My friend that was sick of cancer, his name was uh, Sam Arsola. And I love Sam because he led me to the Lord. He led me to the Lord, but he was sick. And I would minister to him and say, Ruben, it doesn't matter. Listen to these words. It doesn't matter. I did what I did with you. And I am blessed just to see you. And even if I die, he says, I feel like my mission was accomplished To bring you to the Lord. And the man died. But those words always stand out to me. Why? Because he was a man that was delighting himself. And didn't give up in his faith. But still kept on believing God. Even though he knew he was going to leave. There is something about the saints. That when they're about to die. The glory of God comes into the room. And it fills the room. I remember Larry Reed. Larry Reed when he was really sick. His wife called me and says, drive over here to Phoenix. We're in the hospital. Larry Reed's about to go. So me and Stella went and went right into the hospital. And she's waiting for me. He says, uh, says, Ruben, I'm glad you're here. I said, okay, Joanne. She says, you got to come in and see Larry. I said, well, what did the doctor say? He says, well, it's done with. It's over. I said, okay. And what are his wishes? He says, she says, to disconnect him. He doesn't want to be connected to a machine. I said, okay. Okay, I went to see him. The family gathered around, and uh, and we were there. and, And that room all of a sudden got filled with the presence of God. And when they disconnected it, I don't know what happened, but out of his body flowed this presence of God. That was so strong that even the kids that were not saved were weeping, just weeping. And we started praising God in the middle of that that room. There must have been about 20 of us and we were all crying. But the glory, the glory that was in that temple, in that body manifested I said, Larry, you had so much in you that it filled the room and got a hold of your kids and now you're gone. Man, it was one of those intensive feelings that I have never, never experienced in my life. Heaven came down because of the power that you have inside of you is greater than any power that is in this world. Oh, yeah. So you got to understand, when Jesus died on the cross, he died for you, for the old Adam, to destroy the Adam power. And when he died on, there on that cross, he was saying, I'm bringing a fresh presence upon your life. And then when, 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 when he resurrected, he gave us the power that we needed to advance into the kingdom of God. And not only that, he gave us the power to heal the sick, to heal the lame to heal those that are brokenhearted, those that are blind and can't see. He gave us, us individuals to do the work of God. That's what he did on Calvary. And I thank God that I can believe by faith that everything that he said is true and it's in my heart. So you and I are good people, hallelujah. And no matter what we go through and no matter what the devil throws us, we need to delight. Because it is finished. Hallelujah. It is finished. So when we put a desire there in our hearts. To delight ourselves in our hearts. Then we can see the blessing of God. And whatever you need. He's going to accomplish it. If you need a husband. He'll give you a husband. If you want one. If you need a wife, God can give you a wife if you want one. He can give you a job, hallelujah, if you want one. He can buy you a new car if you want one. He can give you the credit. Oh, that one everybody wants. (laughs) If you want ministry, he'll give you ministry. If you want a good, wholesome marriage, he will give you a wholesome marriage. If, if you want to see your grandkids, he'll give you long life to see the grandkids. That's why that song, I used to love that old song, Just a Closer Walk with Jesus. That was a beautiful song. That's all I ever wanted, to walk with Jesus. A desire of God. A desire of God that brings a delightful presence of God. It's nice to come and pray before the services and to see so many people praying here, interceding and to feel that glory. You feel like you're already in heaven just seeing all the brothers. You know what we need to feel? We need to fill these altars before we come to church. You need to come a little earlier so we can pray together and so we can really seek God in the mornings. It is so beautiful. I'd love to see one of these days all our young people be here right in front of the the platform just lifting up their hands and glorifying God. I would love to see that, and I'm going to see it, and I'm going to see great revivals. I'm going to see what I feel in my heart He wants us to have. Why? Because I'm going to delight myself in the things of God. I'm going to be a happy man. I'm a happy man already. Hallelujah. Yeah. Putting up with myself is a full-time job. <laughs> I'm learning that. I mean, I miss my Stella, but I'm now it's too late. It's, it's done. It's done. So i got to learn how to delight myself. And put on a smile and let's get it on. Let's get it on. I mean, I know that. It's not the song. It's just, just get on in life is what I'm saying. See how you are? You misinterpret everything. We need to delight ourselves. Show triumphant blessings coming. You look at your husband and you say, man, this guy, this guy. This guy. I feel like leaving him. I just feel like that. This guy. And you run through the house. This guy. <laughs> Nobody can hear you, but God hears you. This guy. I want to dump him and just dump him, leave him. Take all the kids the kids and leave him. And God says no. No. Is he is he hurting you physically? No then come on, pray for him. You don't think that God could reach him? Well, you don't understand the way you, God can reach him. I've seen a lot of guys be reached by a wife that is a praying wife that doesn't let him go. I'm going to take you out of hell, Johnny. Hallelujah. If your name's Johnny, don't get offended. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't have hair. you got to pick him up from the sides. <laughs> but you got to delight yourself that God is going to do a miracle for you. Because you want to see your family make it. So delight yourself. And he will give you the desires of your heart. But it takes work to stay delightful takes work I'll tell you firsthand I'm a testimony I'm right here it was hard for me but I became delightful I'm gonna make it 7 or 11 or snake eyes I'm gonna make it so come on pick yourself from the pants really. come <laughs> let's do this Come on, stand with me with you, just stand with me. Healthy, healthier. So if you want to be healthy, you have a good attitude. Learn how to forgive each other. Learn how to forgive each other. Learn how to say I'm sorry for all the wrongs I've done. I don't know how many times I've had to say I'm sorry I am sorry. I am sorry. But it's been good to me because I learned how to humble myself and bring a delight to my heart that things were right between me and God. And when God told me, forgive so and so, I had to forgive them. Forgive them because they don't know what they do. So you've got to forgive them. But you've got to learn how to delight yourself. Do it with a smile. I am forgiving you because I love you. And that's the way God is with us. He forgives us. I want you to close your eyes right now. Heavenly Father, I thank you for our church. Thank you for all our people. You have been good to us. And I just love your people. You know that, Father. And Father, I just pray for all of them. I pray for a tangible blessing to come upon them. I pray for a new hope that will come out. A new desire, Father. A new desire, a brand new seed with a brand new flower in it. A brand new desire, Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray for all the church. May you prosper our people. May you bless our people. May you help them with their children that they'll grow up to be great children. That they'll go to college, they'll go to Bible school, they'll go here, there. But great children, you will keep us alive so that we could see our children grow up in front of our eyes. And Lord, most of all, keep, keep us in the palm of your hand. So every head is bowed, where every eye is closed. You say, Pastor, I need Jesus in my heart. I need to give my life back to him. I want you just to lift up your hand and say, you know what? Pray for me, Pastor. Would you just lift up your hand real quickly?